pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here on a uh, special Saturday night. It's NBA Free Aging free agency frenzy night with Woj dropping all the bombs. We're actually currently doing this right when all the Woj bombs are coming off. So we'll talk about some of that as we're doing the pod, but I'm back here with chief justice zero six. It's will. How's it going over there, man? It's going great. We were talking about, like he said, some of these Woj bombs. So if you hear a scream doing the show, we're not afraid. It's, it's just some NBA news coming out. Yeah. I mean, we got the Chris Paul news. He's officially back. Paul George is there. Uh, you know, Doug McDermott, three-year deal, or Ersan Ilyasova back in Milwaukee. Just tons of different things going on. Uh, first take on the NBA stuff, just to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, any takes on uh, what's happened so far? I'm pretty surprised Paul George just committed so quick to uh, the Thunder, but uh, I know there's some whispers of it possibly happening. Well, you know what? I'm, I, I don't think I'm as surprised about that one now that it's kind of set in. I, I think he maybe understands his role in that team. Do I think it's the best fit? Maybe not, but but I understand him staying. Elephant in a room, Chris Paul, $40 million. It's a lot oh. of money, man. Oh, it's- my gosh. Oh, boy. I get why they did it. I'm not saying – I mean, the options, obviously, you know, you sign Chris Paul when you can. It's just a lot of money to give Chris Paul over the next four years and, and everything. And I just thought maybe this one time he'd maybe take a pay cut. And I don't know. They try to make that push for LeBron. But th- that rumor of LeBron possibly on the Rockets kind of died out. And we'll see where he goes. That's, like, the big thing that we're all waiting on. And uh, hopefully we'll wait for that big Woj drop. And I'm sure we're not getting that yet. That's going to probably take a couple days, I think, for the big LeBron news to drop in. Uh, but let's dive right into the slate. Let's kind of talk about it. I know we talked about it before the show. You don't really love this slate that much. You're kind of uh, torn on it. But uh, I think it's okay. I think you can get the job done in cash if you want. It's okay in tournaments. But it's definitely not the greatest slate you've had on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I definitely think there'll be, there will be a few spots. Uh, this is one of those slates where I'm just glad we have DraftKings and FanDuel because I'm definitely not playing DraftKings on this slate. Uh, I think it's probably going to be exclusively fan duel for me. Uh, and I, I am looking at DraftKings and I see some of the pricing, uh, you know, so maybe, maybe you'll sway me a little bit throughout, throughout the, uh, the show, but, uh, man, I feel like I'm going to be all in on fan duel tomorrow. Yeah, I like that idea too. And I got a Woj bomb already. It just came in. I got to mention it. DeAndre Jordan, we were just talking about it. He, he said that he was going to meet with the Mavs tonight. Meeting over, uh, uh, Will. It, he signed with the Mavs for a one-year $24.1 million deal. <laughs> so I think it's really funny that uh, that all went down and whatnot. So Because uh, we, we were just talking literally two minutes ago. I said, oh, he's going to meet with them tonight. And now uh, it's officially done. Meeting over, it looks like. Oh, my gosh, man. You know what I'm waiting on? I'm waiting on the Mavericks to just cut them. <laughs> it's a payback from uh, – what, what was that? I guess that would have been 2016 now. Yeah. It sounds uh, like Blake Griffin wasn't there to put the sh- put the uh, the chair in the door to not let him get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, we'll see what happens there. I guess that means Nerlens Noel is either going to be riding the pine or he's going to get released. One of those two things. And he was already pretty much riding the pine anyways, for the most yeah. part. So, uh, yeah. yeah, but let's uh, – we'll keep talking. Let's get right back to the uh, MLB stuff. Like I said, this is not the greatest league. I agree with you on the DraftKings take. Uh, I'm more so looking at FanDuel today. But we'll obviously talk about DraftKings too as well. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the top. Uh, let's go with the first game on the slate here. We have the – oh, whoops. I got to refresh real quick. We got the, um, the Detroit Tigers and the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, actually no sorry wrong order my bad los angeles angels and the baltimore orioles that's the first game of the slate and we got deck mcguire and kevin gaussman this is a 10 total here orioles are actually the favorite minus 119 favorites and this is a spot where all the bats for me like the angels bats a little bit not as much as i like in the past couple days but uh even the orioles this can be a spot where i actually think i look to target them a little bit more what about you oh boy the orioles gee that <laughs> I, I still don't know if i'm gonna play a man going it's Bad as it seems like Mr. Deck McGuire is going to be, uh, man, uh, I, just, I just don't know if I can pull the trigger on the Orioles with, with some of these other spots. 
listen, the, the Vegas total is out. Kevin Gausman is a favorite in this game, and I guess it seems like I should like them, especially with some of these prices. I mean, I'm looking Mancini 2.6K on uh, FanDuel, Adam Jones 2.8K, uh, Chris Davis, who's finally hit the ball again, 2.3K. Man, they have some really affordable bats here. But I'm just not sure if I'm going to be interested in Baltimore. I've just been avoiding them all year, and it saved me money. And so, I, I, you know, I, I, obviously I'm always going to have interest in Manny Machado on this team and, and probably Adam Jones. He hasn't been hitting as well either. But um, maybe you can convince me on this game. I, I do I do think that they probably will score some runs tomorrow. But how many, I'm not sure. I haven't been able to put my finger on that yet, but. Uh, Deck McGuire is definitely not someone I'm afraid of. Yeah, I think uh, Deck McGuire could uh, – he could get decked tomorrow, I guess you could say, by this <laughs> Orioles team. If you look at the numbers, again, it's a small sample, but if you look at the minors' numbers, they're not that great. But I'll just use the small sample we have now. Um, but it, it's 34 plate appearance against righties. The Wobe is at 550. The ISO is at 607. Uh, just absolutely getting crushed. It's really bad. The XFIP overall is at 585. The K percentage at 13%. Walk percentage at 10%. This is a good spot for the Orioles. I think these power bats all look like a power ready, like a Mancini at the top. I think he's a really nice play. I like him as a little home run call tomorrow. Adam Jones is a good play. Trembles been hitting the ball fine. Machado. Dare I say Chris Davis? Uh, maybe. I don't know if I could do it for sure, but those main four guys is what I'm really, really looking at here. And kind of seeing what lineup they roll out. I think that Deck McGuire is a guy that we can definitely target. Look at some of his minor league numbers too here. Looking at the XFIP, uh, you know, two teams so far in 2018 in the majors. He's got an 8.11 XFIP. In Triple uh, A with the Blue Jays, he was at 3.79. Then Triple A with the Rangers this year, he was at 18.78. Obviously, the sample's all over the place, but, you know, he's got some 5.43, 4.09. He's never really had like this phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal starts, basically. Some of them were in double-A where he's had some decent, uh, you know, exits, but I, I don't think that this is going to be a guy that uh, is going to actually do anything really much tomorrow. I think this is a spot where we want to target some of these Orioles bats for some value in your cash games and load them up a little bit in tournaments. I think this could be an interesting spot. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I was asking you to do was convince me. And, of course, you know, I, I love the numbers, man. And, you know, if you just stick to the numbers, guys, if, if you're a numbers person like I am, Man, the numbers can just save you so much heartache sometimes despite teams that you may not feel good about it. So, like you said, I'm looking at this XFIP 5.85. He's walking guys at about 10% this year, you know, according to our, our play that cue here. So, you know, this is something I haven't seen in a long time, uh, you know, just normalized numbers like this. His hard hit rate is at, is at 40% on average, and his fly ball is at 45 and a half. Man, that's really high. That's higher even Mr. Ian Kennedy. So uh, I think you might be right here, Mangone. Uh, the Orioles may be a team we need to really look at it and, and, and have in our games, especially with these affordable prices. On top of that, the Angels don't have a good bullpen in general. That bullpen is bad, so uh, if he gets hit hard early, uh, it could definitely be a problem. I'm not expecting him to go too long because I believe this is probably one of his first starts here uh, for the Angels. So, again, I think this is a spot where we should load up on the Orioles. Take your money, run to the bank real quick, and then rob it. Run, just rob the bank real quick with the Orioles, and we're gone. This is the only time we're staying there. We're not hanging out another day with the Orioles. That's it. I'm taking my money, and I'm running. So uh, I like the Orioles here in this spot. Uh, I think it's a fine uh, fine route to go, despite what the Padres and White Sox have done to us this week, these terrible hitting teams. Uh, I'll take a shot on the Orioles. What about Gaussman? He's pretty good, Will. Um, I just don't know because I like stacking the Angels a lot, and they're in a really good ballpark. And we know Gaussman can obviously get blown up like any pitcher, but he is a pretty good pitcher overall. What are you kind of doing with Gaussman in this Angels offense? Well, you know, I definitely think he's he's serviceable, but one of the things I'm going to do on this particular podcast man going is I'm going to really be looking up weather look I'm not Kevin Roth but I can at least get the minimal things the temperature the humidity you know uh, uh the wind and stuff like that and listen while I love uh usually like using Kevin Gaussman I'm not saying I won't but you know it's going to be 94 degrees there tomorrow at kickoff time the humidity is going to be about 53 percent the wind's not going to be blowing out that much but you're giving me, you know, upper or, or mid-90 degree weather, uh, and it's going to get up to 95 by about 2 o'clock, and the game game will be just about an hour in. I, I don't know if I want to have any interest in Kevin Gaussman tomorrow. You've got, you know, a few guys like Trout and, and Upson looming around the corner. 
Um, you know, these guys ISO, you know, Trout 323 ISO against righties this year and up to 360, I mean 227, uh, up to strikes out a great deal. But and I know that's only two bats, but I just don't know if I want to take any chances on, on Gaussman tomorrow in, in a spot that's, that I know the temperature is going to be really elevated. So uh, generally I like him, but I think I'm going to stay away from him tomorrow. Yeah, I feel the same. 0% Gaussman. And I feel like if the Angels, if I think throughout like the slate as I'm processing everything, if I think they're going to be low-owned, I'll try and just get a little bit overweight. Not too much, but just enough, right? If they're 5%, uh, I'll try and get to like, you know, maybe 7 or 8 Just a little bit overweight. Again, uh, I don't know how it's going to obviously all shake out, but uh, I do think this is a spot. Again, the ballpark's good. The heat's good. It is a really good hitting team in general. And there's some decent value with them, right? With Calhoun at the top. Falbuena's got a decent price. It could obviously help you. Uh, help you kind of make the stack work with getting in Trout and Upton who are expensive prices. You talked about and obviously like a little bit. Uh, anything else to talk about in this game, Will? You want to go on to the next one? No, I think we can move on. All right, I think this is a good one to discuss. Uh, Detroit Tigers here, Toronto Blue Jays, eight and a half total. We have Jordan Zimmerman against Jay Happ, and I think Jay Happ is a pitcher to consider on this slate. The problem is they're going against the Tigers, and the Tigers have been pretty good against left-handed pitching today, uh, this season. But Jay Happ is a really good pitcher, right? He's one of these guys that uh, has been really, really good when you look at the numbers. Again, like you said, you're a numbers guy. Well, I'll read you off some. If I told you at the start of the year, Jay Happ had a 3.75 x fit with a 27% walk rate, uh, 7% walk percentage, and then like you know the ISO is at 163 against righties and then against lefties at uh, 0.069 and the Wobas were like down I, I mean it, it just seems like a guy that we should look at and again the tar- t- Tigers are a team that we obviously like the target against but the problem is, is they've been better against lefties than righties this year so what are you kind of doing here on a slate that's odd at pitcher are you going to have some interest in half yeah I think I'm going to have to man going especially like I said we're talking about weather here and this is going to be a game where we can control the weather. He's probably going to be in the Rogers Center. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to have the roof open or closed tomorrow. That's something we'll probably find out, you know, around lock or so. And, look, I'm looking at Detroit, man. I'm seeing some serious power numbers here. Candelario, 275 ISO against lefties this year. How about Mr. Jose Iglesias? This was a shocker when I saw this. 208 ISO. Castellanos, 205 ISO. Uh, you know, these guys have got some serious power numbers here. Even, of course, everybody knows about James McCann. He's got a 216 ISO this year. Um, and then, you know, if you look at the, the K percentages, Iglesias 5.6, Castellanos 17.5, Hicks 18.5, Martinez 11.6, Goodrum 14.9. You know, I guess I guess the what I have to weigh out in my mind is, is the K rate of uh, Jay Happ at 27% going to outweigh uh, these K percentages for the for the Tigers tomorrow, uh, and, and I think I think in this particular matchup, I really think I'm going to side with Jay Happ. Uh, you know, this lineup could get even worse by tomorrow on Sunday. Uh, they may sit Jose Martinez and play uh, Jacoby Jones. They may sit. Uh, you know, oh well, Jacoby Jones is already in it, but they may end up playing Dixon Machado in place of someone like a Castellanos or something like that. So if one of those weird lineups comes out, you get two or you know three extra bats that are striking out over twenty percent. I definitely think Hap is gonna gonna be able to garner some ownership. Yeah, I do think he's in play. I'm just I don't know yet. I'm looking at the prices on him. I mean, ten point two k is obviously. It's solid on DraftKings. I'm kind of torn at what I want to do. If, if I'm judging between him and Blake Snell, I think I'm probably going with uh, Happy, even though Snell's really talented. He's 9.4 on FanDuel. He's in play. I'm just more so probably gravitating toward Morton in my cash games. But I think in, in uh, you know, in uh, tournaments, I think it could obviously be an interesting pivot for a little bit of a cheaper price tag. Uh, I don't really love the bats as much in this game. I think some of the Blue Jays are obviously interesting against Jordan Zimmerman. Uh, maybe look at just some of the lefties, which there's not a lot of lefties that love in the Blue Jays. That's one of the problems. I think it's like Granderson and Smoke and maybe Solarte, but I'm not going crazy with Blue Jays here. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a spot I'm going to go crazy. I mean, you know, listen, if they score 10 runs tomorrow, it's not like I'm going to be surprised. We all know Jordan Zimmerman's been pretty awful for, man, a string of about three, four, five years now. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely not going to be afraid of Jordan Zimmerman. Um, but the Blue Jays are just a team I just generally don't stack. I, I just feel like most days they don't provide the upside that I'm looking for uh, when I'm trying to construct tournament lineups. Now, Cash, you know, f- of course, Grandison, I think he should be a staple if he's at the top of that lineup there. Uh, 2.7 on FanDuel, uh, on DraftKings. Let's see where he is. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's pretty cheap there as well. Yeah, well, he's 4K. Mm. It's a little bit more than what I want to pay on DraftKings. But 
Um, if Granderson's at the top, I think he'll be a cash game staple tomorrow. Yeah, I totally understand that. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in this game, or you want to move on to the next one? No, nah, I think we can move on to the next one. All right, next game we've got the New York Mets and the Miami Marlins, and I think that this is an interesting game to talk about. There's a pitcher that I kind of like a little bit. It's this New York Mets and the Marlins, and it's Steven Matz uh, going against his Marlins offense. Yeah, they are a team that can get a little righty-heavy, but some of the power bats that you really worry about is like the lefty and Justin Bohr. But uh, I do think there is some strikeout upside here for Matz. Sure, it could be a little scary because the Marlins can kind of be pesky at times, right? They kind of got the DeGrom late in the game today. But uh, I think Matz for a cheap SV2 is interesting on FanDuel. If you want to go just him by himself, 6.9K could help you jam in bats. And then on DraftKings, only 6.8K. I think Matz is certainly in play as a cash game option and a tournament option. What about you? Well, I, I definitely think on DraftKings, you know, I, I think I'm going to have to come around on Matz here as an SP2. Uh, if I'm only running one pitcher tomorrow, I really only have one guy that I feel extremely comfortable with uh, at pitcher tomorrow, which is, which is of course, Mr. Charlie Morton. He's the only guy I just really feel like I know for sure can get the job done. Uh, if I was playing on DraftKings, I, I definitely think, uh, I, I definitely think you could have some interest in Matt's there. Um, you know, of course, his price is always going to be pretty affordable. 6800 you know, I'm looking at the other guys in this range, like Zimmerman, Gaussman, uh, Lance Lynn, John Gant, Arietta, J- just guys I just know I wouldn't have any interest in playing because of because of these matchups. And so, in my, in my humble opinion, Matt's has the best matchup out of that group. And so I think if, you know, if you're playing on DraftKings tomorrow uh, – I think he's, in my opinion, I think he's the clear-cut SP2 choice for price and matchup on that site tomorrow. I think I'd have a lot of shares of him in cash and tournaments. Yeah, and by the way, that sigh that you heard Will say, like I wish I could rewind it, that was like the sigh of like, man, I don't want to support this, but he is the guy there at SP2, and I (laughs) don't know what else to do because it's so bad. That's pretty much what that sigh was, correct, Will? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just the, the the only other option I see tomorrow at SP2 is maybe not playing Morton and, and spinning up on two of your 10K guys like Snell, Hap, Snell, Peralta, Hap, Peralta, Hap, Fulte, Hap, Ham was like, you know what I'm saying? I, I think on DraftKings, you know, the more I look at it, that might be the most comfortable, comfortable strategy for me if I wasn't going to play Morton. But I think tomorrow, I think I'd just spend the money for Morton and, and play Mass and, and roll it from there. Yeah, that's probably what I, that's the most optimal thing for me right now. Uh, you can go the Morton faulty route, and if you do, it gives you 3.4, 3.7 left for your remaining guys. So tough to obviously make work, but it's a Sunday. Uh, we get wonky lineups on Sunday, so uh, obviously it can make that work. But just thought I would note that for DraftKings. Uh, let's talk about this game back a little bit. Uh, you know, we obviously like Matt's a little bit. Don't think we have any interest in Marlins bats. But let's talk about Dan Straley. Any interest in him? I think he's coming off that suspension. So a little bit extra rest for him, but – Against this Mets team, this seems like a spot where I think I like a couple lefties here and there, right? I'm not going crazy with Mets, but I think Nemo is an interesting option on Fandle where he's only 3.1K, Conforto 3.2K. Uh, I feel like a broken record saying this, but just Fandle specifically, I feel like those two lefties have been a little too cheap for the past week. What about you? Yeah, you know, earlier this week, ironically, the Mets, a few Mets, actually actually won me a little, a little bit of change earlier this week. As Drupal Cabrera, Cabrera and Michael Conforto, they were playing the Pirates, and they were just so affordable on FanDuel. I think Conforto might have been 2800 and as Drupal was about 3200 And then you go and you look at these prices today, and I'm scrolling down here, and, and like I said, this is this is FanDuel exclusively. I'm looking at as Drupal at 34 And then, you know, I go and I, I want to find Mr. Michael Conforto, He's thirty two hundred. I think those are very reasonable prices on FanDuel uh, against a guy that could struggle with a little bit of lefty power. So I wouldn't go crazy with Mets, but you know, especially guys like that, that you know, they have the power numbers to to get it out of the park. I think I definitely have some interest in a few, a few of the lefties at very affordable prices. And like you said, of course, Brandon Nemo, three fourteen ISO this year against right handed pitching. Man, that's exceptional. Uh, Wobe at 431. I think you got to have some interest there. So, like I said, I wouldn't go crazy, but I, I would definitely take some some cheap lefty power one-offs to round out, you know, some of my lineups in cash and tournaments. 
Yeah, especially against Straley, 5.07 XFIP. I mean, the, the hard contact against lefties. He's getting up 47.1%. The fly balls, they're definitely down against lefties, which is odd at 31.8%. But, uh, yeah, he's still a guy I'm looking to target, giving up a ton of ISO's bad. The, the woe is bad. It's not so great against lefties for Dan Straley. Uh, so, yeah, mainly want to talk about Fandle there for the for the Conforto and Nemo. I thought that was good to bring up. But DraftKings, I probably won't touch this game too much. One thing I wanted to note, too, a couple of DraftKings prices that popped out to me that I was looking at before is Justin Smoke, uh, he's only 3.6 over there. Aaron Fandle is only 2.9, so that was a really good price on him. And then uh, Mancini has a really good price on both sites, too. So just wanted to kind of know a couple of those price tags. And Cole Calhoun, if you're jamming in bats, like 3.2. So uh, that was like a nice DraftKings price. I just wanted to kind of note that we talked about the guys, but didn't really bring up the price. So uh, yeah. that'll catch us up now, Will. Uh, let's talk about the next pitcher, the guy that I think we're both going to roster a lot of tomorrow. It's the Houston Astros, Tampa Bay Rays. And it's a seven total here with Charlie Morton against Blake Snell. And first thought was, hey, get Charlie Morton in there. Uh, despite what happened against Verlander today, I know Garrett Cole had a little issues too, but he still wasn't too bad. I think Charlie Morton's a phenomenal play, but Vegas, they agree he's a good play, but only a minus 134 favorite for Morton. And they're giving Blake Snell some real respect here for good reason. But uh, overall, I'm just thinking it's like, don't play Blake Snell and don't play the Astros. Just mainly focus on Charlie Morton in this game. Is that where you're kind of leaning just like me? Yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I'm so glad you brought up brought up that Vegas told him, brought up the spread here. I think it's really more so the respect for Blake Snell than it is for the for the Astros offense. And so, look, you know, Snell just had a really, really good outing against Houston in Houston, uh, which is pretty much going to be similar ballpark conditions with that roof closed. So for all the listeners out there, look, if you're interested in Blake Snell, I mean, he's going to give you a 1.3K uh, discount. I, I actually don't think Snell is a bad play tomorrow. I mean, when you look at his peripheral numbers, everything says this should be a low-scoring game. You know, 3.8 x FIP is K rate, 28.1%. He's he's walking guys at 10%. Uh, you know, fly ball rate at 38.5, and his hard hit rate is at 33.2. Then I flip over to, to Charlie Morton. His K rate's at 31. His X FIP is at 3.27. His walk rate is at 9.9. His fly ball rate is at 27.7. His hard hit rate is at 35.3. If we just covered up the names and I didn't tell you anything, you'd have interest in both of these pitchers, I think, when it's slated. And so, you know, when I look at that, you know, the more I'm thinking about it, as Snell is at home in this pitcher's part, if you need the salary relief, I think I think Snell can get you there despite Houston being a, a pretty pretty pesky offense. So uh, if you need the salary relief, I think I'd have some interest in Snell. Uh, me personally, I'm going to side with Morton in this matchup despite what they've been doing recently because of these K numbers. Uh, I don't think the way their offense is going to be sustainable, uh, you know, with those high K numbers. But like I said, if you need the salary relief, I think Snell's a good play. Yeah, agree with you there. I think it's more of like a tournament pivot and all, but. Yeah, I kind of just like I, I was very shocked to see the minus 134 favorite. I thought it may be like a minus 150 or 160, but yeah, that's just how it opened and thought it was interesting and wanted to bring it up. Uh, yeah. Anything else to really talk about in this game? No bats for me. It's just mainly looking at the pitching. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's all we're going to need there. Um, you know, listen, if one bet I will bring up, Alex Bregman has really been just, man, it seems like every day he's just connecting with almost every pitch thrown to him. If you wanted to run Alex Bregman tomorrow, I would not fault you. He's been probably the hottest third baseman here in the past week and a half. So uh, we'll bring him up because he's just really been on a tear. Yo, that's the no mustache narrative. You know, he shaved it mid-game, and ever since he shaved the mustache, he's absolutely crushing the ball. Have you seen that, Will? Yeah, I've, I've seen a few tweets out there about it. So, yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, one thing I always say about, like, when situations like this happen with Bregman, dude, if you've been, like, if you've been playing Bregman throughout this past week and he's just been crushing for you, just keep riding it out. Uh, I'm just, I'm not going to jump on him right now here. Uh, he hasn't, I haven't been on him and it hasn't worked, you know, hasn't worked out for me, right? I haven't uh, profited from it. But if you've been profiting from it and you're listening to us, just, just keep profiting on it. Just keep jumping on it because he's treated you well. Uh, yeah. Let's go on to the next game. Milwaukee Brewers, Cincinnati Reds. We have a nine total here in Great American Small Park. And we have 
a guy who is kind of pricey now in Freddie Peralta against the Dark Knight, uh, Matt Harvey, who is not the greatest pitcher in the league and uh, expect to get see some Brewers do well here. But first thing I want to talk about is Freddie Peralta. Uh, he's a guy that he's 8.5K on FanDuel on DraftKings. He's 10-1, which is kind of expensive. He gets a high strikeout offense against the Reds. But the problem is they're playing in a pretty hot ballpark right now in Cincy and a very good ballpark for home runs. It's very small. We call it Great American Small Park for a reason, Will. So what are you doing with the high K guy in Freddie Peralta in this tough park against this high K upside offense? Yeah, I think I think tomorrow I think I'm going to have to have to fade Freddie, uh, j- just because of where where his price point is. If he was still in that you know lower to mid seven K range or six K range, I think I really have a lot more interest. But when I'm looking and you know, listen, I'm not the largest Michael Fultonevich fan in the world. Look, I love the Braves, but uh, I, I'm not a huge Fulty fan. But when you're telling me I've got an established pitcher like Fulty at 8,600 going against the right-handed heavy team like the St. Louis Cardinals tomorrow, I think I'm going to side with Fulty in that matchup for the price because he's just, you know, he's been proven a little bit more over time. I mean, I like what Freddie Peralta's done. I had him earlier this week, and he, he put up a phenomenal start for me. I think he's about 61 FanDuel points. So I've, I've got my share of him when he was a little bit cheaper. But at 8,500, uh, I think I've already, in your words, I think I've already robbed a bank. And so I think I'm going to let him, let him, let him sit on the shelf in this particular matchup. Uh, despite the upside he may bring, I just think I, I take Fulton Nevichet for $100 more. Yeah, if you want to take your money and run, I think that's the approach I'm taking too. I could get it on Fanduel maybe, where he's 8.5k, and if it, you know, that step down from one of those top end pitchers helps you get some extra bats that you like for stacking. Sure, I could get it, but I don't know. And DraftKings just feels so pricey on him, and I'd rather just find my way up to Morton. I think instead. But uh, curious to kind of see what the ownership shakes out on him. Uh, no Reds bats for me, really. It just kind of seems like a spot where I'm staying away from the pitcher. Uh, like, I might get a little explosion, but not crazy on Peralta. And then, like, staying away from the bats completely on the Reds. I don't like them in this spot against Peralta. But let's talk about Harvey. And what Brewers bats are you not playing today? It seems like a great spot for these guys. Vegas agrees. Uh, four, 4.72 implied total. I'm expecting that thing to increase throughout the day, too. Uh, what bats are you liking here on this Brewers side, Will? Oh, man. Matt Harvey has really cost me some money here recently. I know the viewers know, you know, I, I have this day on my calendar. Every five days, it's Matt Harvey Day. Uh, listen, I like all these brewers. If, if Brad Miller is leading off, uh, I think that's going to be a phenomenal value. The problem is I have to check. Let's check FanDuel here and, and see where they're at. They've got three first basemen, and that, that's the problem. You can't play Miller, Thames, and Aguilar. You can only play two of them. And so I guess you've got to figure out, you know, do you take the value in Brad Miller and hope he gets that home run game? Or, you know, do you take the hot bat right now in Jesus Aguilar, who's been been really crushing it? You know, I, I go to the plate IQ here. I'm looking, Jesus Aguilar has got a 312 ISO this year against right-handed pitching, uh, striking out about 26% of the time, but – uh, you know, I think that's low enough for me when I look at some of these numbers. And then the CX Woba is 535 with his Woba being at 407, which is telling me he's got slight room for improvement here. And so I think, you know, just me looking at it, I think Jesus Aguilar would be my guy tomorrow. Then, of course, Shaw, Keon Broxton is back in our lives for some value. So I think up and down this lineup, you can really look at it. And Manny Pena is a guy that I really like to target because of the, the low strikeout numbers. He doesn't have – a lot of power, you know, 145 ISO against right-handed pitching, but with the low strikeout numbers, I expect him to have some runners on base in front of him. I think he could, you know, hit a few singles and doubles and really cruise to a big game tomorrow against Harvey. Yeah, this is a spot to like the Brewers. Uh, you know, we talked about Brad Miller a little bit. I like him on Fandle as a nice value. I think you can obviously on DraftKings, which is uh, always an interesting route to take, and I always bring this up. Hey, we have Eric Thames as outfield eligible, right? If you want to play Aguiar uh, with Thames, you can put Aguiar at first base. If you're going to play Miller, put him at first, and then throw Thames in the outfield. Uh, that can maybe make it a little different with some of your builds. Just playing the Brewers is kind of like really difficult to do over on DraftKings, even FanDuel too. It's not the easiest because, again, uh, Miller, Thames, and Aguiar are all first base eligible. So that's obviously uh, adds a little uh, wrinkle in everything. So I like Miller though, Thames, Aguiar, Shaw. I don't know. Is he is he safe from the wrist? I don't know if I missed your talk about him, but I've kind of been staying away from him with that wrist injury, but I might jump back on here with Harvey now, but I don't know what to do with that whole wrist situation. Well, look, man, it, it's supposed to be 
Listen, Kevin Roth, if you're listening to this podcast, which you probably aren't, I'm not trying to take your job. I'm just trying to do this for, for weather purposes. But it looks like tomorrow's going to be about 90 degrees there. Uh, man, I think you can just fire up both sides of this game. I, I don't think I'm going to be afraid of Freddie Peralta. And I know we're kind of not talking about uh, the Reds right, right this minute, but, man, I, I looked at some of these numbers. And with Freddie Peralta throwing that fastball, 83% of the time. I'm looking at these ISO numbers against his velocity, his velocity, average velocity is at 91.39. Uh, ISO for Shevler, 220. ISO for Barnhart, 169. ISO for Vado, 317. ISO for Scooter Jeanette, 316. ISO for Eugenio Suarez, 216. ISO for Jesse Winkler, 207. And then I look at the contact numbers for those one, two, three, four, five, six guys 73, 93, 86, 84, 88, 90. I think I'm going to have a, a lot of interest in this Reds offense tomorrow, despite Freddie Peralta's high K rate. I, I, I think this might be a spot we can attack him and, and look to get some good return from these Reds. Yeah, I like these guys. And it sounds like it's, it's 98 degrees. Nick Lachey should be in the crowd there tomorrow for sure for the game. So, uh, yeah. Uh, do you think this is a great spot? Like, Brewers is a stack that I'm going to be on. I like them a ton. Anything else to talk about in this game? I think everyone knows it's great American small park and good bats here. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Will? No, I think I'm ready to roll. All right, let's talk about this next one. We have the Washington Nationals, the Philadelphia Phillies. We have a nine total here with Gio Gonzalez against Jake Arrieta. And the question is, are we getting the good Gio Gonzalez? Are we getting the bad Gio Gonzalez? I'll let you right now. I'm pretty worried about Gio Gonzalez. He's been bad recently, and if you look at the plate IQ, look at the recent trends. Well, I don't know if you've dove into this section a little bit with the premium reports. Go to recent trends if you're a premium member. You can kind of look at what's happened the last 30 days with Gio Gonzalez, and I'll just tell you this right now. Hard hit rate is up 10% in the last 30 days uh, compared to normal. So that's obviously a real big concern here that I'm not liking. Uh, just overall, it's not looking so great. Sure, his swinging strike rate's up, and his outside swing rate is obviously good, but uh, we like to target you know, we like to target the Phillies when they're against a right-handed pitcher more so. That's kind of what we like to do, get the K upside. And on top of that, the Woba is up uh, for Gio Gonzalez. It's up, it's up .114. The CX Woba's up .117. That's a high amount. Uh, you know, the ISO is up from .141. It's all the way up to .273. He's just been having a lot of problems these last couple days. So, uh, or not last couple days. I'd say last month or so. So I'm staying away from Geo based on what's going on. I think this could make the Phillies a really interesting uh, contrarian stack because people see Geo and they go, "Oh, you know, Geo's good, but he's not bad," and they never know what to do with him. But Man, if he know he's bad and we're getting the bad Geo, this could be an explosive spot for the Phillies in tournaments. Oh, man. Mr. Mangone, you're starting to talk my language. I didn't know you were into these premium reports. But, man, do I love the premium reports because, you know, I, it's just so good to be a de data detective when you're looking at these things. You can really get such an edge on the field by just looking at the recent trends report, guys. I'm telling you. This is such a, a part of everything I, I put into every day. Man, going, you, you brought up some of these great stats. Listen to this. This is one of, one of the few things I like to target. His average exit velocity is up five miles per hour from 91 to 96. His air distance is up 28 feet. He is getting hit really hard right now. Uh, everything you look for in, in a guy that's just trending in the wrong direction, it's all in there, guys. And so, man, go and listen. The Woba's up, you know, 0.114, up to 410. CX Woba, you know, for, for guys that are batting against him, 465. ISO is up to 273. He's walking, guys, 1.9% 1, 1 more. And this is on the premium reports. Man, go, you got me excited when you brought this up. I love these premium reports. Everything in these reports say you need to play the Phillies tomorrow. Uh, and, and I think that's this is definitely an offense that – that we can roll with up and down this lineup. I like Hernandez. I like Hoskins. I like Odubel Herrera. I'm not scared because it's lefty-lefty Santana. Michael Franco at the bottom, that's going to be about 2,800, I think, on, on FanDuel, which which means he should be fairly cheap on uh, DraftKings here. Michael Franco at 3,600 on DraftKings at third base. He, she's probably going to be in the seven or eight spot. But listen, man, going. I think this Phillies offense has really sneaky tournament winning upside tomorrow. I think this is definitely a team that you can you can roll with. In fact, I'm telling you right now, my initial bill had four Phillies and four Cubs. So I definitely think this is an offense we can roll with. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. And if, for the one listener out there that's going, well, maybe Joe Gonzalez played a bunch of hard teams. Well, uh, here we go. He played Atlanta, San Francisco Giants, Toronto, Baltimore, and Tampa Bay. And those are not the greatest teams. So uh, we've seen this Phillies offense explode at times. They're very boom-bust in my opinion. So uh, I'm going to try and uh, ride the Phillies out here and uh, hope for a big game. I think this is a great spot for Reese Hoskins to really hit one out. And I'm going to be all over the Hilly, uh, all over the Phillies here. Uh, let's talk about Arietta in the upside. Arietta again, he's been a guy that hasn't been uh, the greatest recently either i do think this is a good spot for the nationals who will i don't know we've been talking about on this podcast oh, about trying talking about it uh, we've been talking about trying to get ahead of the game on it and uh, i tried to get ahead too early and then i wasn't on at the right time against nick pavetta and i'm sure you weren't either because you're a pavetta fan like me. yeah I, I wasn't on it but thank god i just wasn't on pavetta uh that night uh, i think i actually sent out a tweet that day i mean for some reason that slate i just got it all wrong i was just Man, nothing I put together was working. And listen, that's fantasy, guys. Don't get discouraged. Uh, if you listen to good old Will here for some encouragement, man, sometimes things just aren't going to work out. But if your process is good, stick to your process, and things can can turn around really quickly. So uh, that's just my little nugget there. But, yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if people are going to be on Washington tomorrow, but this is actually the spot I was waiting on to attack Mango. Remember, we, we looked at the schedule. And we said, okay, they're going to be in Washington. They're going to Philly. And when they were going to Philly, we wanted to attack them. And I was waiting for the, for the, uh, for the area to start. And that started today. It's just it seems to be on a slate where I think the wind may be blowing out again in Wrigley tomorrow. And I've got to decide, do I want to just go all in on this game or do I want to take, take, take the Wrigley game? and go that direction. But, yeah, I think this is a great, great game stack spot tomorrow. Uh, I think this is a spot where we can we can look for some really good production. Yeah, I'm so mad at you. You just reminded me that we had this conversation off air that we were going to play them when they hit the Phillies, and I didn't play them the first day it happened, even though it was Pavetta. Oh, I cannot <laughs> believe that because I remember this conversation. Yeah, we had it. Oh, man, that's so disappointing because, like, they went for 17 runs. Man, that's so unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, I do think this is a good spot for some of these Nationals bats. If you want to spend on them, there's not a lot of value in a lot of these bats. That's one of the issues. The only one I really think has any value is Daniel Murphy at 2.7 and Adam Eaton at 3.2 on FanDuel. DraftKings 4.3 is not bad for Eaton and even Soto at 4.4. I mean, they're all really good plays, though. I'm just, like, talking about, like, just, like, easy value plays that seem like guys you want to kind of jam in your cash. But uh, overall, this is a game to load up on nine total Vegas agrees. I think uh, is there any, any much more you want to talk about in this game? Well, you want to move on to the next one? No, I think we can move on. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Sorry. So sorry, guys. Aaron out there may be in the lineup tomorrow at 2K on FanDuel. If he's mm-hmm. in the lineup, guys, that's crazy. I mean, that's min price, free square. Just plug him in your lineups. If he's in the lineup tomorrow, he's – Definitely a, a bomb candidate. Against yeah, that's you're talking my language with that one. I like the uh, I like the Althea two K batting fifth. Uh, I'm waiting for that Phillies lineup to come out already. I got the alert set up, ready to go. <laughs> um, let's talk about the next one. We got your Atlanta Braves against the St. Louis Cardinals. This is an eight and a half total here with Mike Fultonevich against John Gant. And I don't know. I just there's a lot of games I like on this slate, and I feel like this one's just kind of one I don't really love. But it's got an eight and a half total. I feel like I should like it. What about you, Will? Yeah, let, let me let me start by saying this. My Atlanta Braves, man, did they light up the Cardinals tonight. I think they scored 11 runs. And, man, Weavers just get getting beat up. So, so listeners, if you're listening to this podcast, if you've got a notebook, write it down. Weaver is somebody we can attack right now. Hasn't been pitching well. And you you just got to make mental notes of this stuff throughout the year until he figures it out. He hasn't figured it out yet except against the Milwaukee Brewers. That's about the only team he's pitched well against two or three starts. At any rate uh, – I think I definitely think it's going to be warm at Bush Stadium tomorrow. So I think you could have some interest, especially in these Atlanta Braves here going against Gann, who I don't think is going to uh, stand a chance against the Braves here with these low strikeout rates. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have any Braves tomorrow, full disclosure, but I definitely uh, uh, like the offense here. It's warm everywhere, guys. So, you know, you just kind of have to see if you can pinpoint which team you think is going to explode. And I definitely think the Braves could be one of those teams I'm looking. I mean, the, their lineup is pretty healthy now. They got Acuna back uh, today. And, of course, he sent one out out of, out of the stadium. And they're probably going to have Marcakis, Freeman, Albies. I don't think they're going to rest Albies. They've already given him a rest day earlier this year. So I definitely think if I was going to play someone in this game, I definitely think it would be the Braves. I, I'm not going to have any interest in the Cardinals. 
Uh, I really like Fulton Evers tomorrow in this spot. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really have a strong take on this game uh, overall. And I got distracted by Twitter real quick. Uh, Trevor Reza is on the Suns now, uh, Will. So that was an interesting one that I don't think we saw coming. Oh, no. One year, dear, $15 million. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What's your thoughts on that one? Well, that, that's, the, that's the disadvantage of – Signing Chris Paul to a four-year, $160 million deal, you lose a, a really good glue guy in Trevor Reza. And remember, man, going, when I was talking earlier when we were offline uh, about some of these free agents that were going to be out there, Trevor Reza was a guy that I thought was maybe going to end up at a contender. And now he ends up in the Suns. What was his agent doing? Man, he needs to give me a call. I, I, I could have gotten him, you know, on a contender – in a much better situation than the Suns. They're on the bottom trying to come up right now. I don't know what he was thinking. He's going from championship run to bottom feeder. What, I don't know. He got $15 million, so I don't know if that, I don't know what the asking price was on the market for him. But, uh, oh, hey, he got right. some money. So uh, And it was only one year, so he can obviously uh, go somewhere else next year if he wants. But uh, uh, I think that was a terrible signing for, for, for him personally, not monetarily, but just for his career. But – Hey, you know, it's his money. He's got to do what he wants to do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in this game? I just, again, I just don't think I'm really touching this game too much, this Cardinals break yeah. game. But you, you broke it down pretty well. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want any bats, but I, I think Fulci's got sneaky tournament winning upside in this, in, this, in this matchup tomorrow. And so if I decide that I think I want to fade Morton, I think legitimately Fulci is my next in line tomorrow on this slate. I, he's got to be. I think he's my next in line. Yeah, that, that lineup is pretty ready heavy. You're not wrong. And I like when I – Fulte is good against righties, so maybe I should consider it a little bit more, maybe more of a tournament option. But let's go on to the next game. We got the Minnesota Twins, the Chicago Cubs. We got Lance Lynn against John Lester. And I don't have Kevin Roth here, Will, so how about you talk about the weather here? Is this a game where the wind's blowing out and we should be loading up on this game because Vegas hasn't told me yet. I got no total here on this game. Yeah, and, and you know, I think – I seriously think that's what Vegas is waiting on. Is the wind going to be blowing out in an astronomical amount? Now, look, I, listen, guys, I'm just pulling up my little weather stuff that I look at just to give me an edge throughout the day. It looks like around uh, uh, first pitch, it's going to be about 88 degrees. And right now I've got the wind at 15 miles per hour, but I can't see if it's blowing out or across or in. That's something I can't see. But we're definitely going to have some wind. I'm just going to go out on a limb, man, going and assume it's blowing out because that it's been blowing out all week. So, I mean, look, we've got about, you know, really warm weather here at Wrigley, blowing out at 50 miles per hour. Uh, man, I mean, I guess the wind is helping singles and doubles because that's all they did today. They had a 14-run game, and it was pretty much all singles. So, and I'll take that on any slate for the upside, but – uh, that's pretty much what we've got tomorrow. And I think if the wind is blowing out, guys, don't overthink it. We don't need to get cute here. Sign up this this entire game. It's going to be high scoring on both sides. Yep, I agree with you. I'm going to look at these Cubs, right? Uh, they have some pretty good price tags. I'm just going to go to FanDuel first, and I'll talk about DraftKings. Uh, we got Zobris, 3K is nice. He's batting first. Hayward, 2-9. I don't hate that. Rizzo, he's definitely a solid pay-up option. Contreras at 2-9 on FanDuel. I mean, that's a good price on him. Half at the bottom of the order. If I'm looking to stack this Cubs team at 2-7, I'm definitely having some interest in that. And Kyle Schwerber, when, when the ball's flying out to the outfield, he's a guy that can obviously swing or miss or crush a ton of balls. So he's obviously a two-home run candidate possibly in this uh, stack against Lance Lynn. So uh, I think this is a good spot to target some of these Cubs. If you look at DraftKings prices, you know, you get Zobris and Hayward. They're just above four, under 4K, so that's not terrible. Contreras, you definitely have to spend up on catcher. If you want to spend up, that's perfectly fine out to go. But they're a little pricier on DraftKings rather than on fans. Uh, we'll talk about the Twins now a little bit against Lester. Lester can blow up. I'm definitely someone that's looking to target Lester a little bit, and mainly with some of these righties. Uh, I know Dozier hasn't been that good this year, but I think Dozier is obviously in a good spot here. Uh, don't hate maybe going with Mitch Garver as a catcher punt if you need to, just for a little bit of value, and then like an Eduardo Escobar. Uh, I think those righty bats is really what I'm looking at here. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, look, man, I, I try not to – you know, convince myself out of things when the wind's blowing out at Wrigley. In fact, man, going, it's going to be blowing out. Our, our uh, Everything just updated for me. I'm looking at it right now. The wind's going to be blowing out tomorrow at about 15, 16 miles per hour. Uh, oh, man, I just, I just think you got to have some interest in this game. I think I'm going to side more with the Cubs. 
because I think they're just going to have more of an extreme platoon advantage against Lance Lynn. Uh, and we, we've known about Lance Lynn's struggles with lefties. And, in fact, in this part, in my opinion, it's not even about the fact that I think they're going to just hit a bunch of home runs, which they didn't do today. It's just the fact that I think Lance Lynn is just going to walk one too many lefties tomorrow, and it's going to have him in trouble the whole game or as long as he's out there. And so I think that's what's really upped my interest in the Cubs side more than the Twins side. Uh, I, I just – I think, you know, like I said, in my opinion, I think I'm going to side more with the Phillies over the Twins tomorrow, despite both being in Wrigley. I think I'm going to be more in the Cubs than the Twins. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think I'm more Cubs over the Twins too. just seem like I'll be – I'm not going to be jamming in the Twins as much, more so jamming in the Cubs a little bit more. So that's kind of the route I'm leaning right now at this point. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in this game, Will, or uh, on to the next one? No, I think we're on to the next one. In fact, man, it seems like we breezed through this, and I think this may be the last game. Yeah, it is. So uh, one thing to note, if you're playing FanDuel, you could shut us off now, but don't shut us off yet. we got to talk about the uh, stack of the day. So just listen through this last game or fast-forward it. FanDuel slate is over. Now we have the final game of the DraftKings slate. We have the Chicago White Sox and the Texas Rangers. is a 10 total here with Ronaldo Lopez against the against Cole Hamels. And, uh, man, this is a good spot here. Uh, I like to – whenever I play this Rangers game, right, Will? I like to play the White Sox when they're against a lefty, right? I like to do that. I like to play the Rangers when they're against a righty. So I'm getting the perfect scenario here. This seems like a spot where it's going to absolutely go off. It's going to be hot there. Uh, I'm just going to start diving in right now. No, none of these pitchers for me. I'm just going to talk about all the hitters. Tim Anderson, and we're looking at DraftKings only. Uh, If you look at him, he's 4.6K. That's really expensive. But if you're stacking up the White Sox, people are not going to spend on him. He's a really good pay down option that I think you can go to. So if he's at the top, I like him. Avisil Garcia, he's been hitting the ball since he came back. Like him, Abreu, Matt Davidson. Love Matt Davidson's price on DraftKings. He's a nice cheap guy. We was first base and third base eligible at 3.5K. Kevon Smith at 3K. If he's batting fifth, is phenomenal too. Is like a nice little source of value. Garcia, I like that one. Like this up and down, this White Sox lineup is great. Like Moncada, I just think this is a perfect spot for the White Sox. Uh, I know the total at 4.38 is uh you know not ideal and that might keep some people off on top of that Cole Hamels he's been a lot better this season uh you know than people expected I think but I feel like that regression is going to be coming soon so I'll take some shots on the White Sox here and then I'll talk about the Rangers a little bit real quick against Lopez I like a lot of these lefties right Mazzara Chu those are the main guys I'm going to target Odor uh Gallo obviously he's a swing in the miss guy or hits a home run so up and down this this Texas lineup one through nine is phenomenal I even don't hate the righties but Lopez has been getting hit hard a ton he's had a ton of issues this season if you look at the numbers here in the plate IQ he has a 5.82 x fit uh, the hard hit rate is low. That's the one thing that's weird with him is 32.1% and 30.6%. But he's definitely had some struggles, obviously, with the XFIP. And I, I just could see this being an absolute explosion spot for these Rangers. Yeah, uh, I definitely, definitely, definitely think you've got to have interest in this game on DraftKings, especially with some of the other games that we've talked about. The Philly-Washington game could, could, could have some ownership. I know for a fact that this Cubs game is going to have ownership. Everyone knows to play the Cubs when the wind's blowing out at Wrigley. I think you may get this game at very low ownership compared to the rest of the field tomorrow. And of course, with it being nine, nine games, it shouldn't be, ownership should be spread out some. Um, I think this is just a phenomenal spot for the Texas Rangers. I don't think I'd play any White Sox. I actually have a lot more respect for Cole Hamels in this matchup than I do for the White Sox. Uh, But these Texas Rangers against Ronaldo Lopez, I mean, I think this is just such a great spot for them. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez isn't someone we're going to be afraid of. And when I look at this lineup here, and I'm looking at, you know, the ISO numbers for Mr. Shinsu Chu at 243. Uh, Joey Gallo hit a bomb today, of course, uh, 263. Robinson Torino's 216. And then I'm looking at the XFIP for Ronaldo Lopez at 5.82. This is just such a great spot for Texas at home. Uh, I think you got to love this offense. You know, we, we, you know, I'll give you a little bit more of, of uh, some of our premium stuff here, guys. Please sign up for premium if you don't have it. It's such, such a great product. Uh, you go to the recent trends, man. Ronaldo Lopez, his hard hit rate is already was already at 39.7% for the year. It's up 11% in the past 30 days. It's up to 50%. Air distance is up to 317, and his 
average exit uh, velocity is at 95.1. This is another spot. This guy looks just almost identical to Gio Gonzalez. And so when I'm looking at numbers like this, these are the type of things I look for. I think Texas is going to really hang a number on uh, Mr. Ronaldo Lopez tomorrow. When I say hang a number, I'm talking 10-plus runs here. I think this guy's in trouble. I think Gio's in trouble. And so if I'm on uh, DraftKings, I really, really strongly would consider these Texas Rangers. Yeah, I I do think they're the best team, uh, you know, in this game, that's the one I would mainly look to target and stack up. I'm, I'm still mad at myself on Friday for not really stacking them up more, uh, the Rangers. Uh, for oh. some reason, I just wasn't – I mean, I had an exposure in cash games, but I felt like I should have got more term exposure to the Rangers. There's some other teams. But, uh, hey, what are you going to do? But I think this is a spot where I'm not going to forget it. I'm going to make sure to get some Texas uh, stacks, especially on DraftKings where you can play them. You can obviously play them on FanDuel on some later slates, but just, we're mainly talking about the main slate here. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts you want to talk about this game, Will, or should we go on to the stacks of the day? No, no, stacks of the day, man. Let's, let's roll them out. All right, I'll let you kick us off, Will. Uh, where are you looking? What's your favorite stack? Who are you really uh, you know, looking to target here on today's slate? Oh, man, on FanDuel. I'm, I'm just going to use FanDuel right now. I think my stack of the day, I just I can't ignore these numbers, man, Go. I think it's going to have to be the Philadelphia Phillies as long as they don't roll out the bottom feeder lineup. I, I just think when I look at the, this, this recent trends report on Geo. My goodness, he looks awful right now, according to these numbers. And so when I see that, I know it's going to be around 93 degrees there tomorrow. I'm looking at the Vegas total here. They agree. I mean, their their total is at 4.43. I don't think they're going to garner as much ownership because of that total with some of these other games. I think Philly's my favorite team tomorrow on FanDuel. On DraftKings, I think it's got to be the Texas Rangers. Yeah, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I like the Phillies too. Rangers is obviously a good team, but I'll give you a different one and one that I think is a really good one tomorrow. And uh, we talked about a lot of offenses like, but give me the Baltimore Orioles, man. I don't do it often, but uh, I'm going to take a shot on these guys. There's some power in some of these bats in Mancini, Jones, Machado, Trumbo. Uh, I, you know, Woj is dropping some bombs. Maybe Trumbo will drop a bomb for us tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> I, I think the Orioles are a really, really interesting stack. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take some shots on them. I think that they are, uh, you know, one of the stacks that I think could have a big game tomorrow. So give me the Orioles and the Phillies. Those are two teams that I like to have some big games tomorrow. Uh, Any final thoughts, Will, before we get on out of here? No, man. Uh, Listen, guys, last thing, please. I know we've been giving out premium free this week. Don't think I'm just a company guy. I use this stuff just like everybody else. Please sign up for premium. Such a great product. The Plate IQ alone is worth what premium costs for the year. Listen, if you're using premium, it's going to help you build those cash lineups every single day. So uh, that's all I've got, man, going. Yeah, uh, you know, company man plug. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know what I would do without it nowadays. Uh, I really yeah. don't know. It's uh, it's so good. Uh, definitely sign up for it if you haven't. And if you – I don't know if there's any promos going on, but if you're having trouble finding any, uh, shoot me a tweet and I'll help you out if I can. My Twitter handle is at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. If there are any uh, promos, I'll try and get them to you. Uh, if we have any going on, if you can't find it. And, uh, Will, your Twitter handle is uh, – what is it again on Twitter? Uh, at Chief Justice 06. All right, give him a follow over there. That about wrap up the weekend grind for you guys, though. Uh, I'll be back next weekend for sure, and we will uh, talk with you guys later. Enjoy the Woj Bombs, and we are out of here. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.